is Lynn Wilson, and welcome to our new podcast here at America's Keswick, Hope for Today. Hope for Today is a simple and practical weekly devotion. Life is so complicated right now, I want you to come and to just listen to something that's uncomplicated, basic, and very uplifting. My goal is that you will leave here encouraged today, filled with hope and knowing that the Lord is right beside you. So today we're just going to chat a little bit, and our theme today is going to be that there's always enough. We're not talking about finances. We're not talking about your budget. We're talking about life in general, that there's always enough. There's always enough provision. There's always enough in our life to meet our needs. We're going to be changing our perspective a little bit to understand more of what the Lord has in store for us on a daily basis. I want to just look for a moment in Matthew Chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what you should wear. The Lord goes on to say in that passage that he takes care of the birds. When they're out and we hear them out in the springtime um, singing their songs in the fields and in our backyards, they're not worried. You don't hear them uh, frantically looking for food or watch them frantically looking for food. They just go out, they find their bugs, they find the worms, they find their seeds, they find what God has already provided for them. You never see a bird frantically looking for food. And the Lord goes on to tell us, if I'm going to take care of something as simple to us as a bird, why would he not take care of our daily needs? So our food, our clothing, and our drink, our beverages, our water, the Lord will provide. That is a given every day you will be provided for. I'd like to also look in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. My God will meet all your needs, not some of your needs, not occasionally your needs, all of your needs according to his riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Our needs have been met. As a believer and as a daughter of the King, I can have that reassurance every day that there's always enough. I'd like to share two stories with you. Uh, we're going to be looking in 1 Kings chapter 17. And this might be a familiar story to some, and maybe to some it's not. So I've, I'll give you a synopsis of the story. There was a widow, and she lived in Zarephath. And she, had, she was a single mom, and she was very poor. She didn't have much. She just had her and her son. And she was out that day doing her daily chores and she was gathering up some branches and some sticks to build a fire. They really thought this was their last meal. She had just a little bit of oil left, just a little bit of flour, and she was gathering up what she needed to build a fire. Well, on the other side of town, there was a man named Elijah. And the Lord told him, I want you to go find this particular woman. She's a widow. I want you to go and talk to her. I want you to tell her to get you a drink. And then after you tell her that, I want you to ask for some bread. And Elijah's, okay, he did what the Lord told him. He went, he found this woman while she was gathering her sticks. And he, he said to her, would you go and get me something to drink? So off she went to go get him something to drink. And as she's leaving, he says, um, could I ask you for one more thing? Could you get me a piece of bread? Now, I know as a mom, I worry sometimes. And I know we're not supposed to worry, but you know, you're human, you worry. Um, as a single mom, knowing that this was her last bit of food to feed her and her son, can you imagine the thoughts that went through her head? Frightened, weary, afraid, probably thinking this man is crazy. I don't even know him. 
He wants food from me. He's taking the food out of my son's mouth. This is it. So she said to him, you don't understand. If I feed you, we will die. This is all the food I have. Elijah then turned to her and said, I have been told by the Lord to ask this of you. Now she had a choice at that point. She could have, I can't even imagine the thoughts that went through her mind. But she had a moment to make a decision. She could have walked away and said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I must feed my family. Or she could have had the choice, knowing that this is something the Lord had sent him to do, that she needed to obey. It's called a step of faith. And as a believer, this is what we should be doing, walking every step we take in faith. It is not easy to do, but the more we do it, the more we practice walking in our faith, the stronger we become and the closer we become to him. And then you sense his presence. And I'm sure she must have sensed it because she turned and she fed him. And after she did, when she went back home to make bread for her son and herself, Elijah told her, now that you have fed me, there will always be enough. And she had never wanted after that, she had enough oil and enough flour in her containers in her kitchen to feed her and her son. I'm going to tell you about a current day story. This is a story of my friend, um, her name, I'll, I'll make a name up, I'll say Sarah. And that wasn't her name, but to protect her if she's listening. And she told me the story, and, and it happened a number of years ago, but she had come home from work that day, and she had a couple of children at home, and they were so poor. She went in the cabinet, and she pulled out what she could to make dinner. And the last thing that she had in the cabinet was one can of tuna. That was it. And she's thinking, how do I make breakfast, lunch, and dinner out of one can of tuna? Now, she had been a member of a church, and they had a group called the Sunshine Club, and they would do different random acts of kindness for people in the church or in the community, and she was part of this group. And uh, so she had come home, like I said. She had made her dinner. She looked to see what she would have the next day. All she had was this can of tuna. In the um, later part of the evening, the phone rang, and it was one of the elders from the church, and he said, we're calling on behalf of the Sunshine Club. We understand there's a family in need and we're collecting food. So the doors will be open tonight from you know this time to this time. If you can just stop in and make your donation, that would be great. We're calling all the members. So she hung up the phone and she was just distraught. What do I do? I have one can of tuna. How do I make breakfast? How do I make lunch? How do I make dinner? What am I going to do? I have my two children to feed myself and my husband. We have nothing, there's no bread, there's no water, there's nothing in the refrigerator, no milk, no butter. And she really had to pray about it. And she told me the tears just streamed down her face because she was so fearful and so worried. And yet she knew God had told her, I will provide your needs. She kept thinking about that verse in Matthew on a daily basis, I will give you food, I will give you drink, and I will give you clothes. Prompted again by the Lord, she had a choice. Lord, I'm sorry, you don't understand, this is all I have, you're not getting my can of tuna. Or what she did do is she, she got a little brown bag, she put the can of tuna, she was so embarrassed, that's all she had. She put the tuna in the bag, she brought it to the church, she snuck in, she didn't want anyone to see that she didn't have a bounty, and she put the can of tuna down in the little brown bag. She went home, she said it was late, it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, she hears a knock at the door. Oh, who's knocking at my door at this hour? 
There were several more knocks, so she had to get up and she went, opened the door, and here is the elders of the church from the Sunshine Club with bags and bags and boxes of food. She stood back. She said, what is all this? And they said, we're here. We heard that you are a family in need. Now, when that elder called her, he had no idea that she would be the family. He just had a list of names of people that were members to call. She said she put all the food out on the table. There were so many things of meat and so many things of milk that she said she had more than she could use. She actually had to share it with her neighbors. And in amongst all of that was a little brown bag with a can of tuna. Sarah had a choice. Sarah could even have said to the Lord, Lord, listen, I will, I'll, I'll connect next week when we get paid and then I, then I can donate the food or give me a month when we're a little bit more reorganized. But you know what? Sarah did exactly what the Lord prompted her to do and that was to give up the last thing that she had. But what did she do? She obeyed just like the widow and they turned around and they had more than enough. How many times in your own life have you said, there's not enough, there's just not enough? What do you struggle with? There's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources, there's not enough love, there's not enough food. We all struggle with something that we constantly are saying to ourselves, there's just not enough. You know, even something as simple as time, there's not enough time. How many times have we said this? I know I say it all the time. I have to stop and think though, we have 24 hours in a day. It's not like the Lord gave you 18 and he gave me 36 and he gave our neighbor, you know, 24 and, and this one has maybe 12. Everybody, every day has 24 hours. There's seven days in a week, every one of us. How you slice it up and how you use it will determine what comes out of it at the end. You know, there's verses in the Bible that talk about how we need to commit our ways to the Lord and he will direct our steps. If you start your day off and, and you just work in a hurried fashion and you throw breakfast on the table and you throw your lunch together for work and you get the kids out and you're hurrying around and the end of the day comes and it's 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night and you look back and you think, I've got nothing done today. I had a list a mile long, nothing got done. Well, have you asked the Lord to direct your steps? In those 24 hours, if you had started your day off with the Lord, Lord, what do you need me to do today? What do you want me to accomplish? And ask the Lord to direct your steps. You will find at the end of the day, that same list that you had maybe didn't get done, but half of it was already taken care of for you. Or you found it was unnecessary. You didn't even need to do those things. Those two phone calls, I don't even need to make those. If you've asked the Lord to take your time, Lord, I want you to take that and make it enough. There's always enough time. The Lord's designed 24 hours, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of play. If you divide it up three ways, that's perfect for everyone. And many times I know myself, I'm always complaining there's not enough time. I'll get back to that in just a moment. What other things are we complaining about? God has many projects he wants us to do, many things he wants us to uh, accomplish in our life as a, as a Christian through our walk. You do not have to be in full-time Christian work as a pastor or as a pastor's wife or anything like that. If you are a born-again believer, you are in full-time Christian work. Whether you're on the job or you're at home, a stay-at-home mom and you're, you're working with your 
um, neighbors that are in the neighborhood or you're talking to someone on a phone or you're texting someone. All of those opportunities are there for you to serve the Lord. In Matthew, the, um, there's a verse that says that the Lord did not come to be served, but he came to serve. If the Lord came to serve, who are we not to? I know many people say, well, you know, once I'm saved, it's not about works. No, you're absolutely right. It's not about works. Once you're saved, you're saved, and that gift was free. But after that, the more you fall in love with the Lord, the more you want to do, the more opportunities he gives you. You just get so excited, at least I do. There's another opportunity to serve. You might be a little nervous. You might get a little frightened, and you might get a little worried, and that's, that's natural. We're humans, but he's right beside us. And there's always enough. He will give you enough time. He will give you the resources. He will give you the opportunities. If you turn around and pray today, first thing this morning, Lord, give me an opportunity to serve you. I can guarantee you, he will give you an opportunity. As long as your eyes are open and your ears are open to hear and to see, that opportunity will be here. So right now we've been in COVID-19. Um, it's been weird. It's wonky. You, you probably feel like your head is mush. You don't know what day of the week and month it is, but I can tell you this, prior to this for years for myself, I have been running around taking my youngest son to homeschool events and to um, support groups that he needed to be involved with and youth groups and you know, just life, working and church and family and none of it's bad. None of it um, I would say was a bad choice or I should not have done but it's been rather busy. And there's been projects and things I kept saying, oh, if I only had the time. I used to joke with my husband, I need about two months to just organize everything in my home the way I'd want it to be. Well, fast forward now, two months later after COVID-19 has started and we've been housebound, I've had two months. I don't want to, in six months from now, when life is getting back to normal and my pace will start to pick up with youth groups and church and activities again to look back and say, I can't believe I wasted two months of my life. You know, I kept telling the Lord, I need time. If I only had two months, he gave me two months. What have I done with it? Have I organized? Have I cleaned? Have I sorted? Have I spent more time with him? Have I spent more time in the word? Have I spent more time praying? Have I spent more time serving? You know, I have been cleaning my house in areas that I haven't cleaned, a good spring clean, you know, a good scrub, pulling things out. But you know what? When this is over, my home will be clean and ready to entertain and serve God's people. I have sorted things and to find I have extras. I have two or three of things that I only thought I had one of. Well, now what do I do? Well, I can turn around and give that to someone who is in need. Listen to somebody saying, oh, I only wish I had. Or if you know of anybody that has, you know what? Because my home is organized and I've sorted, I know what I have now. I have a little inventory list. So if someone is in need, I can share what God has given me. Reorgan reorganizing my life in general. Even my finances are better. I've reorganized my finances. And because we can't go anywhere, I'm saving money on gas. I'm saving money on eating out. So that money, in turn, I can put toward the bills that maybe I haven't been able to pay off. So I can reorganize. So when this is all done and I come out the other side, I owe less money. I have more money available. That money I could put toward church, put toward a ministry like America's Keswick, put toward other things that I would not have had that money to do. There is enough time. 
Right now, there's enough time to do everything. There's more than enough time. Take advantage of that, but don't just jump into it. Stop and ask the Lord to direct your steps, to direct your ways, that there's enough time to do everything that you need to do that you, He needs you to do. He knows what you need to organize, what you need to clean, what your finances need to look at. Don't take that upon yourself. Constantly ask for His guidance and direction. Even in my own pantry, in organizing my home, I had a pantry, I had cans here and cans there. Once I pulled all my, my canned goods and my resources, I realized I have more food than we could probably eat in a year. Now, granted, if you go to the store right now, you can't necessarily find butter. Maybe it's not salted butter and you can't find the bread you want. And let's just say the worst case scenario is you only find a bag of carrots and that's it. That's all there is, is carrots. The Lord says he's going to provide for you on a daily basis food. We need to stop being complainers. We need to start being grateful and thankful for what God has provided. If he provides just a bag of carrots today or just a bag of uh, can of tuna, you need to be thankful for that and know that that's what he provided. Stop complaining. Stop wallowing in the fact that, oh, we're in COVID-19. There's nothing out there. There's plenty out there. If you go to the grocery store, I guarantee you can come home with a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week and not have anything to worry about and you will be sustained with food. You know, God has not only given us enough with our time and our money and our food and our things and our stuff. He's given me enough for glory and for eternity. He gave himself for me and that was enough. When he said, it is finished, it was silence. I'm sure there was dead silence. And that was enough. That was enough for me to be able to go to eternity and spend it with him. You know, these two women had an opportunity. Both had an opportunity. They were at a crossroads. One could go this direction and one could go the other direction. They made a choice to follow the Lord. They made a choice and his prompting to give the last little thing that they had. It wasn't much, but to give that up. And in turn, the Lord said, I will bless you with enough because there's always enough when the Lord is involved. You know, I don't even know if you've ever accepted the Lord as your personal savior. I have. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I will spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a daughter of the King and there is always enough. I don't even know if you understand what those words mean. And I wanna challenge you that God is enough. He's enough in your daily walk. He is enough in your daily needs. He's enough to help you through whatever you're going through. God is enough. If you really are not sure what I'm talking about, or this is even confusing, how can God be enough? How do I know for sure I can go to glory? How do I know I can spend eternity with the Lord? I challenge you to call us today and find out what that answer is. We'd be glad to pray with you. We'd be glad to talk to you, walk you through the steps. It's very simple, it's free. There's no money involved. All you have to do is be obedient to him and to accept the choices that he has given you. You have a choice of accepting the Lord and spending eternity with him, or you have the choice of denying him and saying, I want nothing to do with it, and you will spend eternity in hell. That's your choice today. It's either this or that. The Lord gives us 
opportunity. There's always enough opportunity. And he will give you the opportunity to hear that. You only need to hear that once. If he's prompting you, you know this is your time to accept him. I want to thank you for stopping by. I want to remind you today that there is always enough. There's hope for today. We have the hope in knowing that, first of all, we can spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the hope to know he is sitting right here in this room with me. If I had an empty chair, he, he, he wouldn't even need the chair, but he'd be sitting in it right here. I wish you could see the Lord presence in this room right now. He's here. He's enough. He is all we need. But when doing your daily things, I talked about this podcast being practical. Food is practical. Clothing is practical. Your water is practical. Your finances, your time, taking care of your family, the needs of your family. These are everyday practical things that we've been called to do as wives and as mothers and as women. In Proverbs, it says a wise woman builds her home. In order to build your home, you need to do some practical things. And I want to remind you that there is always enough. So today's hope is that there is always enough, and it's always that God is enough. I want to see you here next week. Don't forget to stop by. I look forward to chatting with you. Next week, bring a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, relax, sit. We're going to chat, and we're going to talk about where are you going. Thanks for stopping by.